All right, y'all, we are back after a two-week hiatus. I did do a little something on Friday, but I did not like the vibe of it. I was also a little nervous or something, so I chose to delete it, and we are coming back on Sunday evening. I just spent a full weekend of parenting solo dolo when my wife was kind of on a work vacation. James is still sick. That dude doesn't recover very fast from any sickness. It's like... I don't know who's on the aisle. It's like Chris Bryant when it comes to sickness with, with James. It just never gets any better. And Tyler is just making himself better, making us all look like terrible people by better himself in college. Dude man's doing his thing in Denver, getting started with whatever he's doing. Um, he will be still with us. He will still be participating with us, but he's just getting his feet wet. So we are coming at you solo dolo. Aaron, Aaron is on the ones and twos, and we're going to do a quick recap of the minor leagues. No idea where this is going to go, so bear with me as we try to go along. But we would be remiss, we'd be ridiculous if we didn't stop, start with Winton Bernard. Two weeks ago, I just love the fact that he got called up. He's doing all the media rounds. He still has a smile on his face. He's loving every single moment of it, which he deserves it. And you cannot feel anything but happy for the dude. 11 years grinding it out in the minors, finally get the call, finally did work in AAA, not finally, but did do work in AAA, and now it got recognized. I know we just posted a sun, Sunday funny kind of regarding <laughs> that kind of sentiment, like, yo, this dude's doing great, but um, and not getting the call, but went in, finally got the knock. I'm not going to say we had anything to do with it, but we might have had everything to do with it. I don't know. You can take it however you want, but... A week before Winton got the call, we had the call to action letter to Dick Monfort. You can go see our pinned post on our Twitter, Blake Street Banter. And it was a fun one. It was funny. It was just a good one to recognize how great of a season it was, how much he deserves to get the call up. And literally a week later, he got the call. And to put it how just an awesome dude he is, I, he gave us his number when we were doing the banter session. And... I texted him like, yo, is it real? He goes, yeah, man, I'm packing right now. Thank you for everything. I was just like, I'm a nobody on this scale. People he's talked to, people that are in his life. I am definitely on the bottom of it. But he still spent time to send that text message, was, which is just cool. It's made my day. It made my week. It's made everything that we've been doing at BSB worth it. So that's just a little thing. Like, You can't not root for a guy like Winston Bernard. No idea where this his future goes. Um, he's batting 286 right now. He has three runs, nine hits out of 42 at bats, 11 games, 595 OPS. Um, but he seems to be scoring. He seems to be adding chaos to the mix every time he is on base. Again, 12 hits, nine runs, um, one double. So, like, three stolen bases. He is definitely taking advantage of every time he's on the, the base paths. You have to worry about him. Like he's 31, it's still probably the fastest lead, almost 32 fastest in the league. I would love to see him and Sam Hilliard race. Like, who would you put money on? Would you put it on Sammy? Or would you put it on Winton? If you don't say Winton, we're gonna have issues. Just kidding, but seriously, Winton Bernard is fast. He uses that to his advantage. Like all of his, most of his hits are like infield singles, and he's just beating it out. Like his very first hit was reviewed. That's how fast he is. So huge shout out to us <laughs> no shoot huge shout out to winton you got to appreciate everything he does i know i said that 15 times in that little two minutes man but god he's like one of the reasons we watch i watch because of him montero and b-rod 
I miss Marquez's gym today. Oh man, what a pitcher's duel I, I saw. Max versus Herman just doing the thing. And Herman outdueled. He not as many strikeouts, but you don't expect that. But he outdueled Max, Mad Max, probably made him more mad. Uh, but it's just cool when the dudes face up against other dudes and do work. So whatever. That there's your Mets recap. There's your three game series Rockies recap right there for you. Um Fun little thing, though. Speaking of minors with the majors, this will be our transition. Look at me segueing. God, I hope you're applauding me right now as I just made that segue. That was sweet. The Rockies designated Robert Stevenson um, two days, three days ago, and he was picked up. So there is now an open spot on the 40-man roster for the Rockies. The Pirates claimed Robert Stevenson, Mr. Bob. So he is no longer a Rocky. There's now a 40-man spot open. The roster is expanded by two in about two weeks, maybe a week. I think it's the first week of September. Um, so it begs the question, who gets the 40-man nod? There's a bunch of Rule 5 eligible players, like end of their contract. What are you going to do? Again, if they're not on the 40-man, they are become Rule 5 eligible, which means – another major league team can pick them up and put them on in their roster for an entire season. Um, I.e. what we did with Jordan Sheffield last year. I, you have to assume the way Tolia is just hitting bombs and be doing his best um, bull Durham impression. I don't know. even know if that makes sense. Let me know how big of an idiot I am with that reference. You have to think that Michael Tolia is getting that nod, that 40 man, and he's a first-round pick. The Rockies front office absolutely loves him. Like they've developed him, they drafted him. He's been the next thing. He is the he was designated as the next real first baseman, like Todd Helton. So we'll see. We'll see what it is. I'm putting 95% chance that it's Tolia that gets the 40-man nod by for the end of the season. I also believe some kind of moves are going to happen before. They call up Pint. I think Pint will get a 40-man nod, some major league stuff. Even though he's on the IL. I know he's on the IL. We'll take that for what it is. Um, but, like, Tolia just hit three bombs yesterday. Um, we're going to look his things up. I, I'm doing the solo dolo. I do not have Mike with me. I don't have anybody along with me. So, bear with me as we go through this. But Michael Tolia had three bombs in one game last night. Yes, he's playing at Hartford. Yes, it's a hitter for any league. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? When you hit dingers this much, you deserve every little bit of it. And his, what, 15 games in Albuquerque, 16 games, he has a 344, 409, 781 slash. Combine those together, you got a 1.19 OPS. Just like what you were talking about at the beginning with Winton, if you're slashing that, you're doing something right. Granted, his BABIP is 405, so he's getting a little lucky. Um, but small sample size, 71 plate appearances. You take that for what it's worth. Either way, he's ranking. He is making people notice him again. Um, you could say his overall stats in Hartford were not that great. Uh, he really stepped up when Grant Levine showed up. Competition breeds success type feeling with that. And... If you've been listening to us all season, one of the things I've been following is his strikeout rate. Um, he was at 40 in the middle of May. By the now, I mean full season, he's up like at 30%. 
and his time in Albuquerque, his strikeout rate is 20 strikeouts divided by 71 plate appearance. It's at 28%. So if you can strike out less than 30% if you're Michael Tolia and what ISO 300, 350, which is unheard of, right, Luke? Um, hopefully he listens. I have no idea if he listens. He probably doesn't. But you'll he'll get it. He'll, hopefully he giggles. Um, you're going to get heads turning you're gonna get recognition seven doubles seven dongs 17 rbis seven walks to 20 strikeouts so that's a pretty good ratio considering tolia he's doing everything he needs to in these last final moments to get that call and if he's not the next 40 man roster we're gonna have issues i think more confusing moves again go look at our sunday funny kind of refers to what michael tolia is doing right now maybe even a coco montez um tight feel but he gets that now who gets the 28 man roster the two spots michael totally has taken one of them and i think it's going to be a reliever i think somebody like a julian fernandez or somebody along those like chance smith gets the consistent time up there i would love for it to be riley pint we'll see what they do il probably not very very appealing to the Rockies front office. Like, yo, you just got off the IL. Let's go call you to the majors. But who knows? Who knows what the Rockies are doing? Nobody knows what the Rockies are doing. Dick Bonfort doesn't even know what he's doing as he sits here, like in his freaking throne up in the front office with the top 10 in attendance and the middle of the range payroll, whatever. That was a little rant. There you go. There you go. There you're welcome. I did my best James impression um, there. Uh, I, Personally, I think it's Tolia. I Chad Smith are getting the call. I I would love for it to be a Coco Montez type, but Coco Montez takes over Garrett Hampson's spot, that type of thing. I am biased when I say that. I would also see. I'd love to see Carl Carl Kaufman do his thing up there. He's been fantastic all year. Been figuring it out. Been getting roughed up in Albuquerque, but he's earned everything. They have pushed him. They have tested him all along i can see them testing him one or two starts at the end of the season just to see what they have with him it's gonna be interesting to see what they do um but that's what i have let us know what do you have go ahead and tweet it at us who are your like two roster spots in your next 40 man picks no it is not going to be ezekiel tovar i am going on record i'm going to put my foot down with that it's just not he has been out with an injury for two months there's absolutely no way the Rockies, how slow play they slow play things, um, are going to call him to a major league roster after a two-month, three-month injury. Like, there's just absolutely no way. They'll put him in AAA. That's why they moved Julia Carreras up. They have made moves to make move room for Tovar. They even dropped one of their shortstops holder, I think, got cut a few months ago. So when he's healthy, Tovar is definitely going to Albuquerque. Um, that's just my thoughts. I have absolutely no inside information with that, but that's what's happening there. Um, on my list, my super short list, I went in Colas Pint, Tolia. I mentioned Carreras. Julio Carreras is the meat of the Tovar Amador sandwich. And dude does rake. Doubles for days. Um, let's see here. In his time in Spokane. Dude man hit 37 doubles, which I know was leading the league before he got the call to Hartford. In five games in Hartford, um, 19 plate appearances, a 188 batting average, 590 OPS. But that first night, he went three for four 
uh, one his first at bat was a walk, I believe. And somebody was letting me know I wasn't able to watch the first at bat because you know parent parenting hashtag parenting, blah blah blah. Um, allowed me to miss it, but he had a nine pitch first at bat walk. One of those things that I've kind of stressed to look at. Don't take the full season stats. Take what they're doing. How are they getting a little bit better? Like your first at bat in AA, hardest transition ever in the minors to do, and you're doing a nine pitch at bat means you're doing something. You have some kind of skill there. Uh, Julio Carreras, and he's a utility. He is the super utility guy that can hit a little bit better than some of the other super utility guys in Rockies history. I just think he's a name to watch out for next year. I think he has that capability to put himself on that next step, that next level where he's going to be a solid major league contributor. He's not going to be a star. He's not going to be a Trevor story type, um, Charlie Blackman type, but he can be a above average Garrett Hampson, Garrett Hampson with a little bit more of a bat there. So I don't know. We'll see, but Julio Carrera, stop sleeping on him. You got Amadel, you got Ezekiel, but don't forget about Julio doubles Carreras. Another call up recently was Zach Veen. And number two, he was number two on a top 30 prospect list by the athletic. I don't know who saw it. I don't know who wrote it or whatever it is, but he's the number two overall prospect in all of baseball. Um, again, looking at his stats, you would say what, why, but, it's the whole ranking system in minor leagues is what are these guys doing? How are they getting better? And Veen had made tremendous adjustments. He was terrible at the beginning of the year. Um, he worked with somebody and figured it out. He figured out a swing, added a little lift to his bat, um, a little bit more quick to the ball with some lift. And it helped him a lot in Spokane to get that, that call to Hartford. You can say he earned it. You could also say that the Rockies want to win at Hartford, so they're going to put all their chips in the basket, in the GOATS basket. Um, Clint Hurdle wants to win at every single level. Um, they're going to win at Fresno. That's why you're not seeing push-ups by, like, Amador, Brito, Yankel. Like, all those guys are staying down there because they have a playoff run to do. Like, they won't get a call. And it's not because they don't deserve it is because Clint Hurdle has expressed the fact that winning means a lot, and that's what they're stressing. The Spokane Indians are not winning. They don't have playoff hopes. They're way out of it. They're just not going to be able to cut it. Hartford got yard goats, didn't do so well in Portland, Maine, um, hurt their chances. I think they're four and a half games back now um, with about two weeks left. So they have some work to do over these next 10 games, but they have a chance. That's why you're getting Zach Veen. That's why you're getting Julio Carreras. Um, even though Julio is taking some time away from our boy Hunter, uh, but we won't speak upon that. Zach Veen, though, back to Zach Veen, the golden child, the savior of Rockies baseball, hopefully. 73 at bats in 17 games. So he's been there about three weeks, four weeks. Batting average is 227, 288 OBP, and a slugging of 258. Only has two doubles out of the 15 hits. No triples, no dongs. Um, struggling. Again, it is a very hard transition to get to Hartford. But even with that, his outfield is still fantastic. He can still play a mean right field. Definitely above average. 
probably taking some tips from Tolia because Tolia is also playing right field. Um, he's actually doing really, really good at it too. So that's impressive. Um, but Zach Veen, Zach Veen update. It'd be it'd be weird if we didn't do a Zach Veen update. Um, it'd also be weird if we didn't do a Drew Romo update. Last time we talked, last time we were on the pod, two, three weeks ago, he was on the IL. He has since been back. Dude, man, turns 21 tomorrow, y'all. He is 20 years old, 364 days right now. His birthday is on August 29th. Dude, man, is going to turn 21 on an off day. No idea what he's going to do. Hearing some stories, I don't know. We'll see. Have fun, though, Drew. You deserve it. Um, knowing him, it's all business. We'll, we'll, we'll party. We'll party come September 16th. Um, but since being back from injury... Uh, Drew Romo is not done the best with the bat. Um, just where did he, when did he come back? Eight thirteen. Again, two weeks. He like came back as soon as he got done talking. One eighty batting average, a five sixty eight OPS, one triple four four doubles. He does he's he slugging a little bit. Fifty six plate appearances. Uh, getting a little unlucky. Two forty three bat BABIP. Um. Just have to talk about Drew Romo. He's still a dude. Like he's still somebody you have to worry about if you're in that lineup. He still runs the runs the show up there in Spokane behind the plate. Everybody loves pitching to him. Everybody we've talked to like wants Drew Romo behind the plate. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll just do that. We're done. We're done. But speaking of Spokane, we have got to talk about your mom's favorite player because dude, man, good man, Hunter, good man. Hits dongs every single game. He is on a streak, man. He is on a streak. Where are we at? Let's go back games. He he went over today, but home run last night. So we got one, two, three straight games. Took one off. One, two, three, four, five straight games with a home run. One night he didn't hit a home run. Next three he hit a home run. So that's eight dongs in ten games. Um, seventeen RBIs, three doubles. Absolutely insane. 442 batting average in his last two uh, weeks. A 1.548 OPS. And he is splitting literally time almost evenly between first base and catcher. His catching's gotten better. Uh, I know Tyler has not been too keen on Hunter Goodman's defense. But if you follow Jerry Weinstein, you can see his skill. Is it Jerry? I don't know. I, I hope I got that right. I feel like it was right, but it came came out weird. Um, you can see his skills getting a little better. His pop time's getting faster. He's got a cannon. He's making little little things, making little adjustments to get better back there. And if you're if you have a Drew Romo and a Hunter Goodman battery, like one two in behind the plate, you're sitting pretty nicely. Like and seeing that in two years, that would be pretty good. You're every day all around catcher and then you're like mike zunino type but better with hunter goodman you're not mad about that think brian servant and Elias diaz at the end of last year like that would be pretty cool so just another name to look out for i think he's number 15 number 16 in the top 30 of the rockies so he's up there he's already getting the recognition but hunter goodman hits dogs and somebody who doesn't hit as many dogs but has speed and has is a friend of the pod is Braden Ward. His 
he told us, if you go want to go back, go back about two, three months, and you'll find Braden Warren's interception with us. He told us that he does not like hitting up in Seattle. He can't hit whatever reason in that Eugene, Oregon um, baseball stadium. He couldn't do it. He still can't do it. He's still struggling. But to be fair, he warned everybody. He, he knows where and where he can't hit. But he is on a tear these last 10 games. Um, where are we at? Last 11 games, 364 batting average and 977 OPS. One double, one triple, three RBIs, 12 hits. Look at his stolen bases. He has seven stolen bases with his 12 hits. Uh, he has eight walks. Again, he told us like his job is to get on base as much as possible. If he's not getting on at a 300, 400 clip, he's definitely not doing his job. He's getting on half the time right now in these last 10 games. Braden Ward. Winston Bernard like can cause speed, cause chaos. He's going to push the envelope. And it just it feels good as a friend of the pod to finally see that happening, coming there. Like before this tear, he had a 0-4 game with four strikeouts. So whatever that off day work was between Eugene and Hillsborough, it is working for Braden Ward. Just, just some good vibes. Our minor league system is a top 10 system now by Baseball America. I think we're number nine. We are getting better across the board. One of the things that does concern me is the pitching. Uh, it just seems to be hurt often. Very few are making it through the season. Carl Kaufman, Noah Davis are probably the most like consistent, non-hurt one people. But you got like Nick Bush, Chris McMahon, um, Jaden Hill, you have to be a little worried about getting hurt. Like Nick Bush hasn't pitched since the end of July. And he was having a fantastic season, which absolutely sucks. But the pitching is there. The talent is nuts. Sam Weatherly came back, pitched the game, and then has been on the IL again. Um, you have to be a little worried about that. One of the things that we see now is we have absolutely no starting pitching depth at the major league level. We have talent in the minors, but how much, how healthy can they stay? How healthy can they be is a huge concern. I mean, everybody, I think everyone in the top five-man rotation has been hurt this season. We're going six-man really with Gomber, Feltner, Urania, and then the other big boys. So it's something you have to be concerned about. Chris McMahon did not have a good outing last last night, two nights ago. Noah Davis was Okay, he wouldn't be mad about his outing today, but he's been really figuring it out. I do want to talk about him, so I'll look at his stats. Um, but go super low. We got Jordy Vargas and Jaden Hill in Fresno, along with Victor Juarez, a three-headed Mendoza-type monster. And if you can, and if you are able to, you need to watch Jordy Vargas and Jaden Hill pitch. Jaden Hill is pushing 97, 98 consistently dropping like 80 mile per hour off speed along with it in his first outing. I don't know. Again, we have talked about it first seven outs or strikeouts first seven strikeouts of his professional, like actually low a career because he pitched a little bit in the ACL were seven straight strikeouts. He's only gone three innings in his two outings. Again, pitch pitch number. You got to be worried about it. Fresno Grizzlies are hot. I think they're on a 12-game win streak if they win tonight. So they're doing it. They're also playing Stockton Ports, who they absolutely fucking own. Um, but that's not even the point. Jaden Hill, he is that dude. 
you expect him to be in double a next year staying healthy um but having him there with jordy vargas victor juarez imagine joe rock uh case williams figuring it out like they have a solid amount of guys that can be a three four five in a major league rotation Jaden hill could be that ace that i've been wanting forever I didn't even mention Gabriel Hughes or Jackson Cox from the draft this year. They are pretty good at developing pitchers. They are figuring it out. It's just not a lot of them. Take that how you want. You're all salty. I try to keep it half full over here. My counterpart, James, is the more glass half empty type of dude. Um, I can only imagine what he would be saying right now. I'm just saying. Our farm system is good. And it's been good. It's been showing good. They do develop. They need to do better at developing for major league talent or start trading some of this development that they're doing for some caliber dudes to start winning in 2024. But it's there. There is a lot to watch out for. Again, don't look at the season stats. Look at the game-by-game stats. Because don't look at Noah Davis' season stats. Just don't do it. You won't like it. But he has figured it out. Four games ago, he went eight innings. Complete game. Absolutely incredible stuff there. I'm trying to figure out what these stats are. So it like, I still I can't look it up. There we go. Dead dead air. Yeah, it's not gonna do it. There we go. Um, eight strikeouts in those six innings. Oh wait, we're a different one. Get eight out, eight strikeouts in six innings about a month and a half ago, July 15th. Terrible start the next one. Next start, he went six innings, 10 strikeouts. Um, you always worry about the walks with him, but each one of those, he only had one walk. His complete game, eight, eight innings, went zero walks, seven strikeouts, two runs. Next game, he went six innings, got the W, five strikeouts, two walks, one walk. Um, two starts ago, seven strikeouts, but had four walks. Four, four runs, not very good. But today, went five innings, five strikeouts, um, five walks, though. And so that's something like you're watching out for every single time. He is tinkering. He is a tinkering factory. He's always going to the lab. His stuff is nasty, so trying to figure out how to control that is something that you have to just kind of see how it's progressing. Start by start with guys like this will tell the story more than their complete season stats. Because right now his whip is at 1.5. His ERA is at 591. But if you look at his last four or five starts, you're happy with that. You want that out of a guy these last four or five starts. Like his August numbers are way better than his season numbers. 1.3 whip, a 3.52 ERA. That's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for in my super amateur is I have no idea what I'm talking about type analysis. I'm just going to keep trying to spread that word out there to make your negativity a little bit more positive. All right. Yes. You James talking specifically about you and my 30 minutes is almost up. That was, that was my goal. It's 27. It's going to cut me off here in a little bit. So thank you for listening to rant and talk about nonsensical nonsense. I don't like doing this solo dolo. I'm definitely not good at this especially without my counterparts or who are even worse but together we make almost half of a decent listen so thank you for bearing with me thank you for sticking with us i love the fact that you guys interact with us and look at contact us like yo what's happening in this minor leagues who's who's 
somebody we're looking out for, like acting like we know what we're talking about is good, but it's also something that we do enjoy. We do have a little bit more insight than most we do. Um, but we still just everything we say, we are not experts, but we are really good at pretending we are. Keep listening. We love you all. Interact with us. Share your thoughts. Again, the question of this pod is, who is that next 40 man? Who is the next two people that are going to get the call up? What Probably one of your 40 man is that call up. So holler at you boys. We want the interaction. We have like two or three weeks more left of the season, which is great because usually the season's over by now. And you know how it ends. Go Rocks Mighty League Affiliates. Woo! Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.